You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Bulletin. You're joined today, as usual, by Wendell Hussey, reading the news from the corner of the room. How are you, Wendell? Uh, very well, thank you. Champion at the bit for this election tomorrow. How about you, Errol Parker, editor-at-large? Everything's going well, Clancy. Good to see you too, Wendell. Mate, looking forward to a bit of democracy tomorrow. Going to head down to my uh, local church, cast my vote, and uh, have a democracy sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I love a democracy sausage. I'm going to put it on my fucking social feeds too, so... Good stuff. What's in the news today, Wendell? Well, the biggest story this week, Clancy, and it is Kevin Rudd met with ISIS on several occasions and gave them money. Reports Murdoch Newspapers. Yes, safe to say it's the story of the week. Former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd has been caught getting involved with ISIS. Money, arms, vehicles, the lot. The Murdoch Empire has got unconfirmed but conclusive evidence that they can't show anyone, revealing that Kevin 07 is up to his eyeballs in that whole terrorism thing. It really is incredible, you know, and, and it is proof that sometimes fact is stranger than fiction. And there's more coming out about him, only in the Murdoch newspapers, of course. Apparently, he was also spotted chowing down on a bat in Wuhan in late 2019, as well as working as a security guard in hotel quarantine in Melbourne a few months back. This all has, of course, nothing to do with the petition Kevin Rudd has organised calling for a royal commission into the Murdoch family's media influence. It's just coincidental that all these stories came out in the same week that he was making life rather hard for them. And we had a comment on that one from Fu Tran, who said Rudd not only gave ISIS money, he also created a tax-deductible provision for those work-related Hiluxes they've got. A new twist to Utegate there. And then some other news from down there. We wrote a story that was phrased a little bit like a rhetorical question, and that was, Melbourne's African gangs must have been behaving themselves during all of this Hey. That's right. The notorious African gangs that have been plaguing the city of Melbourne have been incredibly quiet recently, don't you think? Some have suggested that it may be because there isn't a state election that the Liberal Party are about to lose down there in Victoria, while others have just pointed out that they've been on their best behaviour to ensure that the city of Melbourne gets through this pandemic. Yes, I'm sure that really boils Fat Tim's piss down there. And Peter Dutton, the noted Melbourne expert, did chime in saying that while they have been quiet, they are still there urging Melburnians not to get complacent. Always make sure to get a tighter grip of your handbag anytime a kid with a basketball walks past you in the shopping centre. There you go, some sage advice there. And another story from down in Melbourne, and that one is, report how fucking good is that first sip going to be, brackets Melbourne edition. Yes, the city of Melbourne has been unshackled and the people are out in the world again, which is some great news for the residents of our most European city. And we say European in the fact that the architecture is very Victorian. And of course, some of the worst coronavirus outbreaks in Australia. And it's also good for the state's economy too, don't remember, which was in danger of shrinking below the size of Tasmania's, which uh, I guess wouldn't have been good for the national budget. But the question of how good is that first sip going to be was posed by the people of Melbourne and some respondents did their best to answer the incredibly difficult question with many comparing the joy to the birth of their first child or a buzzer beating goal from the pocket to win. Whatever that means. 
I said it must be AFL terminology. I'm not sure. And in some local news now, a woman has embarked on her yearly ritual of downloading the Sims expansion pack and playing for five days straight. Yes, it's that time of year again, everyone. Time for a local woman, Jasmine Ferguson, to remember that game, The Sims, still exists. She said, It's become somewhat of a yearly ritual. I usually turn to it when I go through some sort of emotional trauma. This time it was a breakup. Who knows what it'll be next year. But good on Jasmine. It's probably the healthiest form of a bender you can go on. Certainly a lot cheaper. And a nice feel-good story to wrap up the week. Bloke who enjoys drinking piss until he can't see or walk says he's pumped for the spring carnival. Here we go. Melbourne's out of lockdown. The spring carnival's back on and we're about to see some very, very pissed cunts over the next few weeks. This story is about one local man, a Batuta Heights native, Damien Mortimer, his name was, and it's going to be a big week for him. He is a Jim Beam enthusiast, he told our newspaper, and he plans to give the Melbourne Cup Carnival the tribute it deserves by drinking Jim Beam and Coke until he can't walk. Go off, King. And Ben Walker gave us a great comment on that story, saying, I will never be able to wipe the memory of that time at the races. I saw a drunk couple who had both passed out mid-route behind a tent. Truly is the sport of kings. A nice note to finish on. That will do us for this week. We'll talk to you again next time. See ya. Hooroo. Don't eat meat today. <laughs>